You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Even though the San Diego Padres did not qualify for the 2017 postseason, still plenty of exciting moments in San Diego during the regular season. Joining us to break it all down on this Friday the 13th is A.J. Casavell, our Padres beat reporter for MLB.com. A.J., we thank you for the time, and uh, what we're doing today is uh, going over the top 10 moments that the Padres had during the 2017 season, and uh, like I said, Initially, even though the Padres not a playoff team and that very competitive uh, NL West, still a lot of excitement uh, for some of the young guys and the guys that uh, figure to comprise the core of this team for years going forward. Uh, it started on uh, opening day. You had Manuel Margot acquired in the big uh, Craig Kimbrell trade. He goes deep twice uh, in the opener, the first Padre rookie to ever do that. You had a cycle by Will Myers, uh, just the second one in franchise history. Uh, you had Hunter Renfro in September uh, do something a Padre had not done in 16 years, and that was belt three homers in one game. Renfro's on here a, a couple of times. Uh, he did some some great things at the plate. So, A.J., when you, when you break it all down, what stands out to you personally the most? Well, for me, the most, I think, I think the Myers cycle has to be the, the, the number one moment. Uh, if you look back on the season for, for just from a fan's perspective in, in terms of what was the most exciting, but I think maybe the most emblematic of the Padres season and maybe the direction they're going was, uh, Margot's two home runs in the home opener. I think, uh, the Padres put a lot of stock in Manuel Margot. I think he has a, a lot to offer down the road and he can do a lot of things. Uh, he can hit, he can run, he can, uh, play defense. But the one thing they didn't really expect from him, or at least not in, in the way they got it this season, was the power. And right from the home opener, with two home runs uh, against the Giants, becoming the first rookie ever to do so, uh, I think that, that kind of points the franchise in the right direction in the sense that they, they, they have center field locked up for the foreseeable future. That's what we learned from Manuel Margot this season. We learned that he can be that guy. Uh, and he established it from the home opener. To me, that's the, the moment that stands out the most from the season. Yeah, and it seems like, again, the that was the big uh, Craig Kimbrell trade with the Red Sox, and the Red Sox sending uh, four highly touted prospects uh, to the Padres in exchange for the lights-out closer. And uh, Margot, the centerpiece of that trade, and like you said, right from the get-go <laughs> on opening day, uh, the home opener, I should say, uh, the first Padre rookie to ever go deep twice. So a lot of good things to come from Margot and uh, his uh, young friends for the Padres uh, moving forward. And checking out uh, some other names on this list, again, one that uh, jumps out constantly is Hunter Renfro, uh, maybe a guy that is not a household name just yet, but a guy that I think really emerged in, uh, in 2017. And, uh, you know, speaking of power, this guy's got it. You know, the, the phrase light tower power, I think uh, he's the one guy on this team that is going to really strike fear in the hearts of opposing pitchers for years to come. Yeah, if you're looking for moments, if you're looking for plays that make you say, wow, uh, Hunter Renfro's the guy. He, uh, he hits the ball a mile. He has an incredible arm. Um, there's, there's definitely question marks surrounding his development as a player. He needs to be a little more patient at the plate. But he, the tools are clearly there, and I think that's what we learned this season. Uh, his three-homer game uh, in September was, was kind of the, maybe the, the defining 
cap on his season after he had it, the three homer game actually tied the franchise record for uh, rookie home runs in a season. He would mm. break that the following week. Uh, he launched a couple balls to the top of the Western Metal Supply Building. Uh, his walk-off homer against the Brewers certainly stands out. Some of his throws uh, from the outfield, he needs to hone his accuracy a little bit. And I don't know if, if it's as much accuracy as it is uh, him being maybe a little smarter with which throws he makes. Um, but he certainly has the tools to, to kind of, when you go to the ballpark, to, to make you say, wow, he's the type of player you, you buy a ticket to see. Um, he's, he's a treat to watch when he's going good. Now the Padres are kind of tasked with making sure he goes good more often, uh, making sure he can be a little more patient at the plate. He can hit right-handed pitching. He kind of hangs in there against, against those right-handers. So he's, he's part of this, this young core going forward. Uh, there's still some steps that he needs to take. Yeah, absolutely, but uh, there's certainly promise and potential and talent. Uh, that is uh, indisputable. And uh, the, the three-homer game was back on September 20th, and it was the first one for a Padre since 2001. So I'm going to pick your brain a little bit. Uh, who was <laughs> the previous Padre with a three-homer game before Renfro? Uh, I believe it was Phil Nevin okay. uh, off the top of my head. Um, but I, it, Renfro, I, I, if I had to guess, I would say this is the uh, – this is this will not be the last time he homers three times in a game. He just has that kind of power. If he's facing a left-hander, he can handle. He'll hit two off two homers off him. And his power is is such that if he can sustain a higher on-base percentage, he could threaten the Padres' franchise home run record. Wow, and that would be uh, something else. And uh, he sounds like the kind of guy that is you know appointment viewing uh, for any. Anybody either at the ballpark or, or uh, watching on TV uh, to the likes of uh, a Giancarlo Stanton or a Joey Gallo, a guy that can uh, hit the ball three miles if uh, given the right pitch in the right situation. And we'll see what uh, Hunter Renfro does in 2018 as he is perhaps just uh, scratching the surface here uh, this past season. Uh, AJ, when you look at some uh, moments uh, from this past season that – were there any that were just plain shocking? Any that uh, just blindsided you, or something that you did not see coming whatsoever? I think the the, the one play that stand, that jumps off the page to me was, and and I believe it happened in May against the Mets. Austin Hedges catch behind the plate. Austin Hedges does so many little things so well. He's not the flashiest player. He's not the he's he's not the he's not the Hunter Renfro type who will hit home runs a mile and and make these miraculous throws. Although he does have a cannon for an arm. Um, most of what he does is work with the pitching staff and, and work behind the plate. So it goes maybe unnoticed his play against New York, his diving catch kind of in front of the dugout is the best defensive play I've ever seen made by a catcher. I don't think there's another catcher in baseball who makes that play, uh, the way he, and, and I don't even know if, if replay does it justice the way he kind of springs from his crouch. It, It was the kind of foul ball that I think maybe 80% 80% of catchers give up on the moment it's hit because it's not in the air for very long. He makes a diving catch in front of the dugout. Uh, that one jumps off the page. I think uh, th- another one that, that kind of surprised me, um, and I don't, know, I don't know necessarily if this is a moment, Brad Hand's scoreless streak right. was so good for so long. I believe it, I believe it, went, it spanned 25 innings. It was so good for so long that it was almost shocking when he gave it up in Cincinnati in, in the manner that he did. I believe it was a grand slam. Um, but, but Brad Hand being as good as he was, I think we, we already knew he was good, but for him to, to essentially, it was a, the scoreless streak was somewhere around 25 innings. I think it was 24 and two thirds, but 
he was just flat out dominant during that time, and then he ended up giving it giving it up the way he did. That that kind of shocked me. But I, I think there are with Brad Hand and Austin Hedges, uh, those those would be the two that jump out at me. Yeah, I remember the catch uh, that Hedges made against the Mets, and that drew some uh, oohs and ahs from from the peanut gallery here in Chelsea. And uh, and yeah, uh, the Brad Hand scroll the street too was uh, twenty four and a third. And uh, like you said, he didn't give it up on a little infield bleeder or a bunt single. It was a grand slam. So I guess you know. Uh, if you're going to have a streak end like that, you're going to end it in grand fashion, as, as he did with uh, Brad Hand. But I want to go back, uh, AJ, to the, the Will Myers cycle because I always laugh when, you know, people recap games and they say, oh, a player was a triple shy of the cycle. Well, I always chuckle because a triple is the hardest one to get, in my mind, even harder than a home run. Lo and behold, back on April 10th at Coors Field, Myers needed the triple to get that cycle. So I got to think that heading into that at-bat, you're not really thinking like, oh, he's so close to a cycle because of what he needed, but kind of take us through the hit, where it landed, and at what point you kind of said to yourself, he could do this. Well, I think both cycles in Padres history were triples at course, ended with triples at course field. That's crazy. And so <laughs> I, I think, I think I, I'm completely on board with the whole triple shy of the cycle thing. I don't, I don't know if that should be a phrase that anyone ever utters, unless you're going to also say he's a single and a double shy of the cycle, because <laughs> that, seems, that seems more doable than hitting a triple. But um, essentially, with a guy like Will Myers, whose speed, I, I think a lot of people overlook his speed. He's a first baseman, and, and the Padres have some speedsters in Manny Margot and Travis Jankowski, uh, a couple of them, Corey Spangenberg. People overlook Myers' speed. He is right up there, maybe a tick slower than those guys. So as soon as the ball left his bat, uh, went just to the left of center field, as soon as the ball left his bat, you kind of knew he'd be he'd be gunning for three, and and Will Myers is the type of guy that if he's in a situation if he's in a situation where he knows he has a chance for a cycle, uh, and it's not going to be a detriment to his team to go for three, he is going he is going to go hard for it, and that's essentially what happened. Uh, he always had the wheels for it, and uh, it was it was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, it certainly was. Only the second uh, cycle in Padres history, and of course uh, the Padres remain the the only team. Yet to throw a no-hitter, it's, uh, it hangs over them. But, uh, A.J., is, is 2018 going to be the year they, they finally get that elusive no-no? Well, we'll have to see who they, who they sign in free agency. Um, <laughs> I foolishly predicted a no-hitter in 2016 when we were asked for a bold prediction. I don't know if 2018 is the year, but I do know that Nelson Lamette and, and what he did during his rookie season, uh, the numbers don't jump off the page because he had some struggles early on. He has no-hit stuff. He has stuff that makes hitters swing and miss and hit the ball incredibly weakly. And so uh, he, I don't know if he has no-hit length to maybe go nine innings, but, but we've seen combined no-hitters before. True. Um, he, I, I think there's, there's no-hit stuff in that arm. Uh, time will tell if he makes good on that. Yeah, uh, no pressure, Denilson, as uh, like you said, <laughs> the second half of the season he really came on, and he's a guy that was kind of flew under the radar, but when you saw him pitch, you think to yourself, this one's a keeper. Uh, he's got some good stuff, and maybe he is the guy that ends the drought in 2018. Time will tell. AJ Casavell, it's our pleasure to have you aboard. We'll do it again soon. Thank you for the time. In the meantime, it's Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, San Diego Padres.